0: everyone this is crystal from the spooky barber babes and tonight's case isn't about a serial killer it's actually about a man who is known as the last man hung in the united states this man was hung and chose to be hung over lethal injection which was the preferred method of execution at the time today's episode is about billy bailey a man who murdered two and was known in history now the last person to be executed here in the United States. Now you may be wondering who Billy Bailey is. Billy Bailey was born to literally the most extreme poverty that he could have been. He was born the ninth child out of 23 children. State records go as far as showing that he had suffered from chronic abuse from his father after his mother had passed away before he had even turned one. Billy was known mainly to the police in the area as a brawler and a thief. And in 1979, Bailey was convicted of forgery and was assigned to the plumber house. Now the plumber house was located in Wilmington, Delaware and was a work release facility. Now, for those of you that don't know, I do reside in Delaware and I actually do reside in Wilmington. So this case is a little bit closer to home for me, but soon after he was assigned to the plumber house, he escaped. Don't know how he managed to escape, but he managed to escape and he ended up showing up on his foster sister's, Sue Ann Coker's home in Cheswold, Delaware. Now Cheswold is about 47 minute drive South of Wilmington so it's not sure did he like steal someone's car did he hitchhike have no idea anyone that's familiar with delaware knows that to get down south you can either take route 13 straight down or route 1 route 1 is usually a little bit faster no lights but um 13 is the freeway to go um so either way both time out about a 47 minute drive Bailey and his sister's husband, Charles Coker, went out to run errands in Coker's truck. Now, Billy had asked Charles to stop at a local liquor store, but Charles didn't enter the store with Billy. He stayed in the car. Now, Billy entered and robbed the clerk at gunpoint where he got this gun from. No idea. You don't know if it was stolen from his foster sister or her husband. No idea. But he then returned to Coker's truck with a gun in one hand and a bottle in the other. And informed Coker that police should be arriving soon and to drop him off at Lambertson's Corner, which is about a mile and a half away from the liquor store. Now, don't know why he would have... You know, drove him there. And I'm pretty sure this man probably might feel a little bit of guilt for what happened. But it's unknown if Bailey knew the family whose farmhouse he entered, if he broke in, or if he, you know, the couple had let him in. But he entered the home of 80 year old Gilbert Lambertson and his 76 year old wife, Clara Lambertson. Bailey shot Gilbert twice in the chest with a pistol and once in the head with Lambertson's shotgun. He then shot Clara once in the shoulder with the pistol and twice with the shotgun, once in the abdomen and once in the neck. Gilbert and Clara did not survive the attack. Bailey then arranged their bodies in the chairs and fled from the home running through the Lambertson's field. Now, Delaware State Police spotted Bailey running through that field via a helicopter, where Bailey then decided he was going to try to shoot the co-pilot of the helicopter with the pistol before he was later arrested. Now, Bailey was found guilty of the murders in 1980. The jury claimed that Bailey's crimes were, quote, outrageous or wantonly vile horrible or inhuman, and recommended the death penalty. Now here's where things get a little bit interesting. The method of lethal injection in the state of Delaware was changed in 1986, so it was changed from hanging to lethal injection. However, Bailey had rejected the lethal injection, stating to a a person that visited him that Quote, I'm not going to let them put me to sleep. Now, Delaware hadn't carried out an execution by hanging in 50 years and had to sought out advice from corrections officials at Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla, Washington, where there had been hangings more recently with this case. Um, The wooden gallows that would end up carrying out the execution was built on the grounds of the Delaware Correctional Center at Smyrna In 1986, prior to the execution, the original execution date of January 9th, 1987, uh, Bailey was staying at the Delaware Correction Center in Smyrna. Now, this structure needed to be renovated and strengthened before they could execute Bailey on it. Now, the housing platform that held the trap door was 15 feet from the ground and was accessed by 23 steps. Now there was an execution protocol that Delaware had followed that was written by Fred Luchter. And that's what they used. And this specified the use of 30 feet of 0.75 inches, AKA 19 millimeter diameter manila hemp rope. That was what they were supposed to use to hang him with. Now, The rope was to be boiled, and what that would do is that would take out any chance of it stretching or any tendency of it, like, coiling up on them. Now, the area of the rope sliding inside the knot was supposed to be lubricated with melted paraffin wax and would allow it to slide freely. A black hood is specified by the protocol, as is a sandbag test to check um, the—or, as a—my bad— It's a sandbag to test the trapdoor, and a, quote, collapse board to which a prisoner can be strapped if necessary. So basically, if they were trying to, like, escape, you strap them to the board and do that. Now, the day before Bailey was supposed to be executed, he weighed in at 220 pounds. That's about 100 kilograms. And the drop was determined to be around five feet. Bailey was moved to the trailer that was at the time used for lethal injections, where he spent his last 24 hours eating, sleeping, watching TV, talking with staff. He met with the prison chaplain, his attorney, and his 53 year old sister, Betty Odom. Now his last meal request was very simple. It was a well-done steak, a baked potato with sour cream and butter Buttered rolls, peas, and vanilla ice cream. Literally the most simplest meal that I've come across that people have asked for. Now, his final appeals failed. And Bailey was executed on January 25th of 1996. Now, with that said, the Gallows are no longer around. They were dismantled in 2003 because in that year, none of its death row inmates remained eligible to choose hanging over lethal injection. So you can no longer, at least in the state of Delaware, request to be hanged over lethal injection. Uh, I don't know if that's just because of the timeline or whatnot, but um, yep, you can't do it. Now, a few minutes before midnight, Bailey was led into the yard, which was surrounded by prison guards with dogs. His glasses had been removed and he was wearing a prison-issue blue denim coat that was just draped over his shoulders. The top two buttons were fastened to keep it from blowing off in the wind. His arms were also held to his side. More so, some people say fastened, some people say they just were kind of cuffed. Now... It was customary with all executions, no matter what they were, that a direct line to whatever governor of the state, in this case, it was uh, then Governor Thomas R. Carper, was to be kept open up until the last minute, just in case of clemency. Now there were two guards wearing black jumpsuits and black hoods, and they held pl- that were held in place by baseball caps that escorted Bailey up the stairs of the gallows platform where he stood with the six coil noose that was just kind of hanging there. He was standing beside it until the 40 or so witnesses had entered the compound. So roughly 40 people showed up to watch this man hang at midnight. Now the guards kind of stood flanking him for about five minutes, one face towards one faced forward, holding Bailey's left arm The other kept his back to witnesses and held the prisoner's shoulders. Warden Robert Snyder, who was to be the hangman for this, was standing further to the right. When all the witnesses were finally in position, Bailey was led onto the trap. His ankles were like kind of, I guess, strapped together by a nylon web like a nylon webbing strap. Um, I don't know if that was just to kind of keep his feet from flailing. They pulled a black hood down over his head and upper chest, and the noose was placed over the hood. Several times, Snyder felt at the hood to be certain that the knot was correctly positioned beneath Bailey's left ear. Now Bailey stood calm on the trap and he was seen to squeeze his right fist into a tight ball. And then a moment later, at 12.04 a.m., Warden Snyder, holding the gray wooden lever with both hands, released the trapdoor, which opened with a loud bang. He was, however, asked if there, you know, he obviously did ask, was there any last minute words that he wanted to say? And he said, no, sir. Once the trapdoor opened, five feet of manila rope followed Bailey through the hole. His body jerked to a halt 10 feet above the ground. One witness said it looked like he was a rag doll with the head over on side of a sharp angle. Now, it says, from what I could find, that Bailey's body spun counterclockwise about six times and then rotated once in the opposite direction. A canvas tarpaulin was now released to conceal the body. Just his dangling feet and white tennis shoes had remained visible for the bystanders to see. He was pronounced dead 11 minutes later at 12.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time by the doctor. One of the victim's sons, Saxton Lambertson, was present at the execution. He was asked for his feelings, and he stated that, quote, that his parents, quote, were very innocent people. They were old and small, and he was a big brute. He chose to shoot them, so he chose to die. Chris Lambertson, the victim's great-grandson, stated, just because Billy Bailey wanted their truck, he killed my great-grandparents. Without a doubt, he should die. Now, the length of his trial, I could not find. There wasn't much information about what went down at the trial, um, I did get a, managed to get a copy of his, uh, one of his appeals, which I'll be posting up on Instagram later. The appeal was not submitted. I don't know if it wasn't submitted for public knowledge, uh, until September 13th of 2000. And it was filed on October 16th of 2000, well over four years after he had already been executed. But what I did find funny is, um, part of the appeals, it actually says on the appeal paperwork that on September, that at a September 1996 hearing before an administrative law judge, Bailey ha- testified that he suffered from a learning disability, had a speech impediment, and could not read or write. Now, prior to the hearing, Bailey took a variety of tests that were results of which showed he is mildly retarded and suffers from a severe articulation disorder. Now, this is all from the appeals. So I don't know if they were trying to get him a, um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out, like, were they trying to get him off by saying that he was mentally unfit to, like, request to be hung and just, he should have stayed in jail? I don't know. All I know is, um yeah it's it's sad. but this man literally was the last man to be executed in the United States by hanging. Now, and i I, I did look this up to make sure like one hundred percent this was the last, alas. And as of right now, he is still the last person. I don't know if you can request to be hung in any other state, but at least here in the, in Delaware, you cannot. the method is obviously the preferred lethal injection. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, reading that it, you know, it was the first hanging in 50 years in the state. And that also it was the last hanging. Um, I don't know. It just kind of sits a little weird with me and it sets a little weird with me that like it happened during my lifetime and I, I didn't know about it. It was actually a conversation I was having with, um, a client's mom that actually sparked me looking into this because we were talking about it and, you know, we were talking about the Pinnell case that I had done. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, he wasn't the, you know, they, there was a big history on one person that was last to be hung. So I was like, okay, time for me to <laughs> go look this up. And so I did. And like I said, you can't find much Uh, And I went through like the different Delaware articles. I went through Murderpedia and all that. And I'm like, okay, well, they're very detailed accounts of what happened to this man. I mean, there's some that are basically saying like, he shouldn't have had a choice. Um and, you know, there's some articles that were like, oh, no, he was able to make that choice because it was before Delaware changed its method of execution. But that's not the case. It happened shortly after. Um, I don't know. But uh, This case just is a little hard. I don't know. It's hard. Um it was. I found an article on AP News that had kind of quoted a little something that said uh, that this is also the first time in Delaware that family members of the victims were allowed to witness the execution. And it also stated that the Lambertson's sons, Delbert and Saxon, were the last to leave. And that afterward, Delbert had went on a vacation and Saxton went to bed. How they got that information, I don't know. Um now, Saxton's wife, Marianne, was, quote, saying, now that it's passed, I just want to forget. I think it's really past time. This should have come about. It's been too many years. Um, there's also the other witness that was Robert H. Collison, who was the chief investigator on the Lambertson murders. Um, he said he had arrested Bailey about 10 times for street crimes over the years before the murders. Quote, saying, every contact I ever had with Billy Bailey, he was hostile. He was boisterous. He would cuss you and call you everything you could ever be called in your life. Now, from what I also read on the same site, says, quote, three other states allow hanging. Montana, New Hampshire, and Washington, where two killers were hanged in 1993 and 1994. Before that, the last hangings in the United States were in Kansas in 1965 when four murderers were executed. Now, I didn't look into much of that, um, but I just, I don't know. It kind of just gets me a little weird. Uh, Bailey was cremated and his sister, Betty Odom, uh, apparently took his ashes to Florida. Um, and his foster sister, Sue Ann, had said nobody will know where he's at now. So basically, one sister got him, which I'm assuming is his actual blood sister, where the other fo- the other uh, foster sister was just like, yeah, we don't want people to know where he's at. We don't want people to know where we're spreading him, if we're spreading him or anything like that. And I mean, it. I get that. You know, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that. And there's actually so many articles um, that have his um, appeals and things like that. The If you want to see more, I recommend going to the Murderpedia.org page for Billy, uh, Bailey Billy. Because that's how they have it on there in, in the lookup. It's Bailey-Billy to look up uh, his stuff through their URL. If not, just go there and type in Billy Bailey. I know it sounds really confusing, but they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of information, which is actually funny because I'm looking at the one that I got a hold of and they spelled his name B I L L Y, where I'm looking at another, um, application for appeal and they spell his name B I L L I E. So I'm like, Hmm, that's a, a little interesting, but that though that one one that spells it with L I E is um it's actually from the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, where the one that I was able to get a hold of is the Eighth Circuit. So um and these were argued back in February of nineteen ninety-four and then re argued in November of 1994 so uh, he went through a lot of appeals before they finally were like no like what you did is what you did and eh, I don't know I just feel like reading through all of this is a headache <laughs> I'm not gonna lie everybody's like oh you must do so much research I do and let me tell you it gives me a migraine reading through a lot of it and it's I don't know it's not fair it's really not you know, this man killed these people for what reason? Um, you know, I don't know. Anyways, that is it for me tonight. I appreciate you sticking around and listening to me ramble. I also appreciate you guys coming and listening to our podcast at all. It means the world to me. We have finally reached over a thousand listens and I appreciate every single one of you for, you know, getting us there. Uh, there will be some more information on the upcoming cases on Instagram. But as for now, I'm going to leave you with a thought of what would you choose if you had an option? Like, let's say you were in Billy's position. Would you choose the quiet death of lethal injection being stared at through basically looking less as if you were some sideshow attraction, or would you rather face everyone and just die by hanging? Or, I mean, hell, there's even the option of a firing squad, depending on, you know, I don't even know if they still do that anymore. But anyway, let me know what you think. I would love to hear it. Uh, But that's it for me. So you all have a great rest of your day, evening, whenever you're listening. And as always, stay spooky.